0: Hey Rama. Hare, Rama. Hare, Rama. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama, Rama. Hare, Hare Hare Hare. So, thank you all very much for coming out. I know we're in the middle of the week. You so all we'll have to go to work tomorrow. Ladies have to get the children to school. Nevertheless, you're coming out. Very kind of you. So, I think you've all come to Here's something about Krishna. Our Krishna conscious movement is meant for Shrinanti, Gayanti, grinanti Vichchhassas, Valanti, Nandanti, Tabehe, Tanchana. The aiva pasantiya chiree netararam dhaba prabaaho paraman padaanujam. His Kunti Devi has said that, my dear Krishna, Kunti, the mother of the Pandavas, she said that, my dear Krishna those who hear about you who chant about you who remember you or who take pleasure in others doing so certainly see your lotus feet and thus they no longer have to see birth and death so hearing and chanting about krishna that is the essence of all activities. Hare katha eva katha su There are so many things to discuss. But the essence of all topics is Hare katha. We'll discuss some Hare katha from Bhagavad Gita. Do you have Bhagavad Gita? In English here, please, I can read from
1: that.
0: Yeah. We will first of all chant. Jai Radha Madhava hai. Can we chant with kharatons or not?
1: Yeah. We can
0: yeah. there, but can we use or not? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's okay, just for chanting. It's, okay. it's, it's just for chanting, it's okay. don't know. What about I saw one drum this size. Is any is that nice drum? No. Oh, we got big thing, got it. oh that's. Uh, that's uh, like a dholak, is
1: it? Yeah.
0: Yes. Wooden one, that? You can see how the sound is. The sound is nice. This much one did you take out even? It? Oh, it's one. Clear. <laughs> Om Namah Bhagavate Vasudevaya. 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 Reading from Bhagavad Gita as it is, chapter seven, text. Translation and commentary, his Divine Grace, Srila Kisi, Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupāda found the ācāra in Haviskam. I will put this here in the house, I will hold Chatur vidhā bhajanthi maṁ janā suvṛttino janā Arto jjnyasur gyani jnani bharatasava Oh, best among the bharatas four kinds of pious men begin to render devotional service unto me the distressed the desirer of wealth the inquisitive and he who is searching for knowledge of the absolute the Unlike the miscreants, these are adherents of the regulated principles of the scriptures. And they are called Sukritinaha, or those who obey the rules and regulations of scriptures, the moral and social laws, and are more or less devoted to the Supreme Lord. Out of these, there are four classes of men, those who are sometimes distressed, those who are in need of money, those who are sometimes inquisitive, and those who are sometimes searching after knowledge of the Absolute Truth. These persons come to the Supreme Lord for devotional service under different conditions. These are not pure devotees because they have some aspiration to fulfill in exchange for devotional service. Pure devotional service is without aspiration, and without desire for material profit, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu defines pure devotion thus: Anya bhilashita, shunya, kana na Krishna One should render transcendental loving service to the Supreme Lord Krishna favorably and without desire for material profit or gain through fruitive activities or philosophical speculation. That is called pure devotional service. When these four kinds of persons come to the Supreme Lord for devotional service and are completely purified by the association of a pure devotee, they also become pure devotees. As far as the miscreants are concerned, For them, devotional service is very difficult because their lives are selfish, irregular and without spiritual goals. But even some of them, by chance, when they come in contact with a pure devotee, also become pure devotees. Those who are always busy with spirit activities come to the Lord in material distress and at that time associate with pure devotees and become, in their distress, devotees of the Lord. Those who are simply frustrated also come sometimes to associate with the pure devotees and become inquisitive to know about God. Similarly when the dry philosophers are frustrated in every field of knowledge they sometimes want to learn of God and they come to the Supreme God to render devotional service and thus transcend knowledge of the impersonal Brahman and the localized Paramatna and come to the personal conception of Godhead by the grace of the Supreme Lord, or His pure devotee. On the whole, when they distressed, the inquisitive, the seekers of knowledge, and those who are in need of money, are free from all material desires, and when they fully understand that material remuneration has nothing to do with spiritual improvement, they become pure devotees. As long as such a purified stage is not attained, devotees in transcendental service to the Lord are tainted with prurative activities, the search for mundane knowledge, etc. So one has to transcend all this before one can come to the stage of pure devotional service. Chatur Jana Sukhati ganecha yani manchashaba or oh best among the parites four kinds of pious men begin to render devotional service unto me the distressed the desire of wealth the inquisitive and he who is searching for knowledge of the absolute kohma gyana timirandhasya gyanan jana shana kah chakshura nilitam yena tasmin shridara vanam shri chaitanya manan prastham Tapitam yena putale, swayam ropa gadamai yam, the darti swapadanti kam. When they hum shiguro, she atapatakamalam shigur on the Vaishnavangs cha, she ropam saagujatam, tam sajeevam, saag ritam, saitam, Krishna tetan Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sahadanalita Shri Vishakanamita Musta Karuna Sendha Dina Vando Jagantate kānta Gopika Kantaranta Kantana Mustate Tapta Kanchana Gorangi Radhe Vindavaneshvari Vishabhana Side Devi Pranamami Haripya into in the buzz. Previous to this, Krishna spoke about another four kinds of people. In this verse which we've read today, Krishna is speaking about four kinds of pious people who under varying conditions become devotees of Krishna. In the verse previous to this, Krishna spoke of the Dushkriti or impious people. Namang Dushkritina Mudha Maya apavita jnana asuram bava mahat. Krishna says that four kinds of impious people they do not surrender to me. Those of are grossly foolish, narakama lowest among men. Maya apavita jnana who are intelligent or learned from the mundane point of view, but who whose spiritual knowledge. Is completely covered over. And those who are out and out, antagonistic to the personality of Godhead. So these are four kinds of impious people and there are four kinds of pious people who under varying conditions take to the service of the Lord. They may be in distress, praying, Oh God, please help me, I'm suffering. Or they may be desirous of wealth, God give me some money, I need some money, help. Or they may be simply curious or inquisitive to find out. Or they may have come to the position of understanding that actually Krishna is all in all and thus they take to His service. Can we get this sorted out once and for all? The intrinsic difference between the Duskriti or the rogue class of person and the Sukriti or the pious person is that the pious person has faith in Krishna, some inclination towards serving Krishna, and is somewhat humble. Devotional life begins with humility, I think afterwards, otherwise, you know, one thing after another, is just one
1: disturbance.
0: Generally, in the modern age, people don't have what's called much attention span because they're used to watching TV. So TV, it's, it's such a thing that it, it removes your power to concentrate. That's why people, because it's just one image after another and there's nothing very substantial. So people's attention span is very low. That's why even to listen to a lecture, you have to, most people can't listen very carefully if there's any little disturbance. They become, uh, their attention is diverted. So the pious person, he has some humility. Generally, in the materialistic concept of life, everyone probably used this phrase, is very puffed up, proud. Too much a hunker. They think, I know everything. But, when one becomes a little humble, He can accept that there is someone greater than me. The basic symptom of the pious person being described here is that they are coming to Krishna accepting Him as being greater than them. The distressed person prays to Krishna, Dear God, please help me. That means they accept that they are not in control. Generally, the impious person thinks that, I am in control. Ham hum, bhogi. the description of the demoniac person is given in the 16th chapter of Gita, that they think, I am the controller, I am the enjoyer. But a, a distressed person understands, I am not the controller, and all my endeavors to enjoy this material world have become useless. And in humility, he prays to Krishna. Similarly, a person desiring money, uh, he may pray to Krishna. Now, of course, we may say, well, that's not a very elevated stage to pray to God for money. Although most people who approach God at all, we see most people in this world who approach God at all, they do so for some desire for money or relief from material distress. So we may say, well, it's, it's not very elevated compared to great pure devotees, but it's a start. It's better than being a rank atheist. At least they recognize the supremacy of God. And the inquisitive person also who's desirous to... He's just interested to find out something. He's also accepting at least... uh, At least to some extent that there's something he doesn't know. As someone, he should find out something more about God. Let's see what it's all about. They're not against the idea of God-consciousness. They accept the possibility of the existence of God. Then the jnani, he's actually in a better position. We'll find that described. In the next verse, Krishna says, "Udara sarva eva ite eva He says that among... All these four people, they're good. They're better than the non devotees They're better than the atheists. But among them all, the jnani is the best because he more or less approaches Krishna out of love. He has some knowledge of Krishna and he approaches Krishna on that basis. Elsewhere in Gita, Krishna says, It may take many, many, many births of being a jnani. Jani means one who Gani doesn't mean he goes to university and gets a modern degree. That's not when Krishna speaks of Jnani, he's referring to one who is following the Jan marg of the Vedic path. That means one who has very much studied in the Vedas and is trying to understand the Vedic conclusion. So understanding the Vedic conclusion that may not be so easy to find out. Even though Krishna is described in all the Vedas. Vede, Ramayane, Chaiva, Murane, Bharate, Tata, Adab, Cha, Hari, Sarvatra, Giyate. All the Vedas, Puranas, Mahabharata, Ramayana, they're all meant beginning, middle and end only to describe Hari. But persons who are not of devotional disposition, who are not properly guided, even if they study the Vedas, they won't necessarily find Krishna there. Even though Krishna is described in all the Vedas, those without the devotional perspective can't find Krishna there because Krishna cannot be understood simply by brain power. Krishna can be understood by his mercy. Just like sometimes atheistic people say, Show me God. So we take to the temple, here is God. I don't I only see a statue. He's God, but they see a statue because their attitude is such Krishna reciprocates according to the attitude of the person who approaches him. So a materialistic person sees just a statue. The British they, 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 when they came to India, they wrote, wrote books saying, how the Indian people they're worshiping statues. they have this in Puri, especially they didn't like Jagannath. What is this? Why are they doing? why are they worshiping? But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he saw Jagannath, he saw Krishna. This is the Lord of my life. I've been trying to find Krishna. Now at last I found Krishna. Actually, for one who is a pure devotee of Krishna, he doesn't have to go to, to the temple to see Krishna because he sees Krishna everywhere. He always, when his heart is, uh, Krishna is manifest in his heart because he sees not through eyes of logical disposition, mundane logical disposition, but he sees with eyes tinged with the salve of love. Krishna reveals himself devotee. Yomam pashati saavata saavang chamayi pashati. Krishna says, For one who sees me everywhere, and sees uh, everything in me that uh, he is never lost to me. Satchame na He is never lost to me, and I'm never lost to him. So, actually, one who has eyes to see, he can see God everywhere. People ask, Have you seen God? Yes, of course. How are you to see? That Krishna describes, Raso harap I'm the tasting water. I'm the light of the sun and the moon. I'm the sound the ether. I'm the ability in man. Everywhere you can see Krishna. Because everywhere Krishna's potencies are spread. It's just like now in just outside Madras. They're building the Ford car factory. Great benediction for the people of Madras. Some people, I don't know, they think so. So, if you go to the Ford car factory, can you see Mr. Ford? Probably not. Maybe he'll come for the inauguration or something like that. But generally he won't be there. But one who has got the eyes to see can see that he is there by his influence. If it wasn't for the Ford family, the factory wouldn't be going on. So he's there by his influence. That's called his separated energy. He's, by, by his plan, by his command, the thought factory is going on. So he is there, that is his separated energy, it means he's not there, but everything is going on by his order. So similarly, everything in this world is going on by Krishna's order. Everything in this world, is going on by Krishna's order, and so a devotee, can see, a God-conscious person can see that in the whole universal setup, behind everything is Krishna. Otherwise, it's not possible. How can this vast universe exist? How can it be going on? How can this fantastic arrangement going be going on, unless there's God behind it? It's not simply by chance. That's a very funny idea. If we say, this microphone is coming to being by chance, will anyone believe it? Of course not. It's very specifically designed with very specific parts. If one wire, tiny little wire is loose, then it won't work, isn't it? Because it's it's very specifically made. So similar to this universe, it's very specifically made. We hear that, if this planet was to move even slightly out of its orbit, away from the sun, then everything would be frozen. There'd be no life here. And if it was to move even slightly closer to the sun, then everything would be burned up. But it goes exactly in its orbit. How is that? What's that verse which says, how is the sun going exactly in its orbit? You know from Brahma Sanghita, can you tell me the verse? Sulay shlokam yach chak
1: shreyase
0: so what is the meaning of this verse this verse describes that the sun is compared to the eye of the Supreme Lord, and is, even though the sun is very powerful, Ashesha Teja. Ashesha means unlimited. From our point of view, Tati the sun has unlimited power. The sun gives out more power in one second than the human race can use in billions of years. You see, this is only one, the, the, the amount of, Light, the amount of energy that falls on the earth's surface. You can imagine we are 93 million miles away. This is just, this earth is just like a speck. And how much power is falling on this earth? There's so, so much power is being given out at every, every moment. And it's been given out since time immemorial. And still giving out. The sun is not becoming finished. So much power. The sun is so powerful. All the planets are receiving light and heat from the sun. But how is the sun going on precisely in its movement, in the universe, all the different planets interrelating with the sun? Yes, yajaya, by His order. Whose order? Krishna's order, Govinda. So even the sun is very powerful, but it's working under Krishna's order. So in this way, uh, a devotee he sees Krishna, you can see Krishna, you begin to see Krishna, how? By the shute iksana panta that I means, śruta means, hearing, ikshana means, by your eyes. So, and panta means the path, so this is the path of seeing by hearing, just like in English, if you understand something, you say, I see. Isn't it? Someone describes to you some maybe I don't know, maybe you're studying computer science or some mathematics and you you can't understand, then you understand you say, Oh I see. It means I understand, isn't it? Actually seeing means by understanding. Just like in a in a chemical plant. A layman just sees some pipes and some substances but an expert chemical engineer can understand what is going on they both see the same thing but to a layman it means nothing but to an expert chemical engineer he understands exactly what's going on because he's trained he's studied so actually to understand God some training is required training means by hearing you have to hear Tatvadashi, one has to approach. Tatvadashi, one who has seen the truth. That means, Tatvadashi means, how does he see the truth? He has seen himself by hearing from another who has seen the truth. Tatvigyanatam sagurumhibabhigachat. Samitpani, one should uh, approach. One who has understood that essential knowledge of the Absolute Truth. This parampara means by hearing. So, people are coming in the beginning stages to Krishna consciousness, either distressed, wanting some money, just inquisitive to find out, or one who is more advanced, he has some knowledge of Krishna. He finally came to understand that the Absolute Truth is Krishna. But to come up from that stage of being of some initial interest, one has to hear about the science of Krishna, one has to understand, one has to take up sadhana, then he can make advancement to the stage of a pure devotee, because actually to be, although to be, a pious person engaged in the service of the Lord is good, but it's not the ultimate goal of life. Just like the arta arthi one who approaches God for the sake of some money. Now that's better than the atheistic person who also wants money. Generally everyone in this world wants money. There are not many people who are akinchan. akinchan means with no desire. There are not many people like that. But those who approach God for some money, they're in a better position than those who are grossly atheistic. Still, if Krishna is to be understood fully, one has to give up all material desires. One ultimately has to come to that point. Because Krishna says, uh, "Kunti Devi, she describes, that Krishna's one name is Akinchana Gochara. It means Krishna can be understood by someone who has nothing to aspire for in this material world. Naiva Hatya Gochara She says that people in this world they become very proud if they're born in a prestigious family or nation. Someone who's from America in the modern age, they may be very proud. I'm an American. Our country is the best country. Or someone who's born in what's supposed to be a high-class family in India. that caste consciousness may be there. We're Brahmins or something. Even I heard in Goa, many Christians, they say, we are are, are Brahmin Christians, we're not ordinary Christians. (laughs) Can only marry Brahmin Christian, not not fisherman Christian. So that consciousness is there. We are better by birth. So that is some pride. But Krishna is, he doesn't like that. Or if one has some money, the tendency is to become proud. I got so much money. I'm better than you. You're struggling. I have so much money. I can throw away more money in a day than you can earn in a year. This kind of pride. I have such a big house, such a big car. I send my children to school in America. Some pride. Janma Aishwarya Shruta, one who is very highly educated. He also thinks himself, I am better than others. Or one who has got very good looks, bodily beauty. (coughs) These are material opulences which tend to make one proud. But Krishna he laughs when he sees this person is thinking, I am so great, I've got so money. What is your money? Compared to Krishna who owns all the universe. Is even your money, you're thinking it's my money. Actually it's not your money at all. You're a thief. It's all Krishna's money. Why are you saying it's your money? You came in this world with nothing, you leave with nothing. In the meantime you say, This is my money. It all belongs to Krishna. Or someone is—they think I'm very intelligent. I know so much. Do you know as much as Krishna? No, not possible. And even what you know—that's only one gift from Krishna—that will all be lost at the time of death. You may be Professor Einstein in this life, or you may be a, a frog in the next life. You don't have any knowledge of any science. You just—you'll just end up in the biology laboratory yourself. And generally, frogs—they get. They become the subject of biology experiments in the school classroom. So this pride, one cannot approach Krishna if one has got pride. So some humility is required. That is the beginning. Actually, that is the beginning of Krishna consciousness. That one is humble enough to accept that, well, I really don't know. I I need some guidance. Krishna appreciates such an attitude, if one is very pompous, puffed up, he can't understand God. Maybe you know, it's described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he first met Ramananda Rai, his great devotee, they had some conversations, in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was taking the position of a student, and Ramananda Rai was taking the position of the teacher. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked Ramananda Rai to describe what is the goal of life and how to attain it. Now, of course, Chaitanya mahaprabhu he is himself the goal of life. And he has come to teach the people of the world how to attain it. Sādhya sādhanataktar jai kichu shakal harināma shankyata nai mile be shakal. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself had already taught this to one Brahmin, who, had, who was reading many books in Bengali, the word is given, boy poka," it means bookworm, exactly the same meaning. It's exactly, boy means book and poker means worm. So the same word is given in Chaitanya Bhagavad, book bookworm. He was reading many, many books. And the result was becoming more confused. That's the same thing is going on today, people, they, they buy so many books on some book on meditation, and some book on Tantra, and this book, that book, another book, and their head is simply spinning, and they don't know, what, what am I supposed to do, or well, they think they know, that's even worse. If you think you know, and you don't know, it's even worse. <laughs> so they, they read so many different things, and their head is spinning. So one Brahmin, he was tapan mishra he was approaching Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I read so many books. What is it? I don't know. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, This is it. Sadhya Sadhana The goal of life and how to attain it. Jai Ki Chu Shakal. Everything about it. Harināma Sankirtanemi Levesh Shakal. Everything is complete in the chanting of the holy names of Krishna. But just to extract some information from Ramananda Rai for the benefit of people in future. Chaitanya Mahāprabhu, even though himself, he was teaching what is sadhya, what is the goal of life, and what is sadhana, what is the means to attain it, he asked Ramananda what is sadhya-sadhana-tattva? So Ramananda started off by describing, well, you should lead a good life, you should follow, you should do your duty, and all these things. So Chaitanya Mahāprabhu is saying, Eho that's okay, but That's not really the best thing. There's more than that. Age kohoa. Tell me some more. So Ramananda Rai was giving so many suggestions that you should perform your material duties very nicely. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Okay, tell me something more. You should become a sannyasi. That's all. No, no, what's the. So eventually, he said something that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted. Jnana is. He was quoting from Srimad Bhagavatam. When you give up your own endeavour to understand everything by your own brain power. When you stop thinking that I'm so wonderful, I'm so great, I have such a big brain, and you become humble, namanta eva means ready to bow down. Then. Jivanti sanno one should be ready to hear topics of Krishna, Krishna Kata from devotees. Then his path to Krishna consciousness opens up. You can stay at home. If you're living at home, you can stay at home. It doesn't matter. You have to be here from devotees. Sometimes when someone becomes interested in Krishna consciousness, his family members become very afraid that now my husband's going to become a sannyasi, or my wife's going to become a mira, or something like this. He said, No, you, you, you can, of course, if young men want to become brahmacharis and preach all over the world, we have no objection. But if you're already married, then we Stay at home. But what should you do at home? Not simply, uh, you see, even in the, not in the Gulf countries, they, in England, they don't keep dogs, but generally in India you'll find, especially now it's become a big fashion, in the home they also have a dog. The dog is also living in the home, and you're also living in the home. So living in the home means you should have a better consciousness than a dog. Unfortunately many people nowadays, they're not much more elevated than the dog. Only they're standing on two legs and the dog is standing on four legs. Well, the next life, they get, the way they're going, they're all going to be on four legs. So, live at home, but how to live at home? What is the result? Krishna, one of his famous names is Ajit. Ajit means never conquered. And Ajay, never conquerable. Not possible to conquer, because He's the Supreme Lord. But you can conquer Krishna by love, by this process of humbly serving Him. This is the process to understand Krishna. So in the beginning, one may come to Krishna for various reasons. Give me some money. But Krishna, He's very attractive. That's the very meaning of the word Krishna. Krishna means all-attractive. So, if we chant Hare Krishna, that in itself is very attractive. It's very pleasing. If we associate with devotees, it's very nice to associate with devotees, because devotees are very special and wonderful people. Because their life is centered around Krishna. And Krishna is the most special and wonderful person. So anyone who becomes Krishna conscious, they also become very special and wonderful. They take on the qualities of Krishna. Generally, if you associate with a, with a very powerful person, their, or their qualities tend to rub off on you, isn't it? Whoever you associate with, then you tend to take the qualities of that person, especially if they have a lot of influence, if they're a very strong character. So, Krishna is the strongest character. If you associate with Krishna, then you start to take on the qualities of Krishna. Krishna is always joyful, so devotee also becomes joyful. (laughs) Krishna has no cares, he's not concerned, he has no anxiety. So devotee also becomes free from anxiety because he knows Krishna is protecting me. Whatever happens in this world, nothing can be so bad. Generally everyone in this world is full of anxiety, what will happen This will happen, what will happen, so many anxieties. But a devotee knows that anyway, everything in this world is temporary. So whatever happens, it's all Krishna's wish. Ultimately I will go to Krishna. So he's not so much concerned. Of course, devotee is not irresponsible. He has to discharge his material responsibilities also. But he doesn't put all his hope in his material life. So many people nowadays, they're so frustrated because they have so many plans and ambitions. They want to be a success and this and that. And either their plans are not successful, in which case they're frustrated. Or their plans are successful and they get lots of money and everything. But then they find it doesn't satisfy them. And then, then again they're frustrated. So either way you're frustrated. Either, either you get what you want or you don't get what you want but you end up frustrated because material happiness doesn't give you happiness at all. It's just a big myth. But one who becomes Krishna conscious, then he's always satisfied. Because for one thing he's not chasing an illusory goal of being happy by having lots of money, big house, prestigious position. He knows that these things are not very meaningful. But Krishna is meaningful. Everything in this world is not meaningful. What does it mean if you have, if you're President Clinton? What does it matter? What does it matter? But if you're a devotee of Krishna, oh, that's very nice. Because everything in this world is temporary. But Krishna, service to Krishna, that is permanent, that is eternal. So a devotee is on the transcendental platform and he's always thinking you Krishna. Therefore a devotee is always happy. And even the very lifestyle of Krishna conscious is very nice. You see, if you become Krishna conscious then there's no more chicken bones or other nasty things, no nasty smells coming out of the kitchen, no uh, bad habits, no drunkenness. No wasting your time watching ridiculous things on the TV. Your life is centered around Krishna. I mean, even materially devotees have the nicest life. One thing's for sure, as far as food is concerned, devotees have the best. Because they're always cooking nice food for Krishna, isn't it? And uh, afterwards we take Krishna's prasad. That's why we have a kadashi. That's one reason. It's good to pass on a kadashi Because, sometimes taking so nice prasā, of course, sometimes living in the gulf, they're telling me that you sometimes have to eat in the canteen or something. Better don't eat in the canteen. If your wife is here, have her cook some parātas, offer to Krishna. take it to work. Is eating in the canteen is horrible. Even thinking about it, I want to vomit. All the people, what they're cooking, and what they're thinking when they're cooking. So, take nice prasad. And devotees, they have the best friends also. You see, devotees, they come together as friends. Materially speaking, people come together as friends. It's some kind of social life, according to your prestige and position. If someone gets a promotion, He gets a different, he leaves his other friends behind if they don't get promoted, it's like that, huh? If you go up in the world, then you, then, oh, I'm not fit to be seen with all these lower-class people anymore. It's all the friendship in the material world, it's all based on what I can get from you. And I'm very nice to you because I'm just thinking what I can get out of you. But devotees, they come together on a completely different basis. They come together on the basis of glorifying Krishna. And there's no such consideration like, you know, this person's very high caste or low caste. There's no such thing. Devotees only come together to serve Krishna. They come together on the platform of Krishna Kirtan, glorifying Krishna. Devotees come together on the platform that we are all spirit soul. We're not the body. We all come here to serve Krishna. That's why you see our Iskand sannyasis, they travel around the world and they see all, all different kinds of people. Today I may be in Abu Dhabi in a very, you know, compared to India, plush kind of room, driving from Dubai to Abu Dhabi in a Mercedes car. Then tomorrow I'm going to India and I'll, I'll be in some village with some hut and the Children running around with their clothes half torn, but it's the same thing. It doesn't depend on any material condition. I'm not coming to see you because you're driving me in a Mercedes car, but because you're chanting Hare Krishna. When we go to the village, why we what business do we have there? Because they're chanting Hare Krishna. That's our platform. We're interested who is a devotee of Krishna. We don't care for her. Someone, they may be PhD, MSc, multi-billionaire. Are you chanting Hare Krishna? What is the value of all these things? If you're not chanting Hare Krishna, then all right. Do what you like. We will prefer to associate with devotees. So devotees, they have very nice friendship, best social life. We're not anti-social, unsociable. (coughs) They're the best friends. Actually, Some time ago, a few years ago, someone... I just met them. I I was just in one town in South India. I met them and afterwards they wrote to me and said, Well, how can I serve you? I said, Well... I wrote back and said, Well, I don't know how you're going to serve me. I'm sitting in one town in South India. But what you can do, why don't you get some of Prabhupada's books and distribute them? If you want to do something with some idea from me, distribute Prabhupada's books. So then he wrote back after some time and said, Yes, I'm doing and people are purchasing. And the only problem is that I'm losing all my friends. Because they don't, you know, they think, you know, I, he's become a religious fanatic or something. And So I wrote back and said, Don't worry, Krishna will send you new friends. So after some time he wrote and he said, It's true, people started reading the books and then they came, we're having bhajans and kirtans. I never knew there's so many wonderful people in our town, and I lost all my old friends, but I've got much better friends now. So that's the Krishna conscious process. Just like I'm sitting here today with all of you, you know, how is the, you know, what have I got to do with you? From the material point of view, I'm, you're all coming from a different culture, different country. You're probably most of you educated professionals and I'm, I dropped out of the educational system before I had time to get into it practically. I joined this room at age 18. Often people ask me, well well, which university do you go to? I said, well I've been to many universities for preaching, but I never studied there at a university. So you're all highly qualified from the material point of view. Myself? Not at all. Do I have any degree? No. So, what have we got in common? That we all like to chant Hare Krishna. That's our bond. And even you see next month I'll be traveling in Russia for one month and you know, the people there, they don't they don't speak any... Every, every word I have to speak to anyone has to be through a translator. Speak something, they translate. The other person speaks, translate. It's <laughs> very slow, <laughs> like this. But, Why? And then then, uh, Russia in October means all snow. In Dubai, Abu Dhabi, all these places, you don't know what's... Maybe you saw it on the TV or something. Big snow. I was supposed to go earlier, but I had some problem with my visa. (laughs) So, why, why should we go there? Because people, they like to chant Hare Krishna. We like to chant Hare Krishna. Prabhupada's order to his sannyasis, travel from place to place, speak about Krishna, Bhaja Krishna, Valla Krishna, karo Krishna Shikka. chant Hare Krishna, you tell people to chant Hare Krishna, study about Krishna, worship Krishna. So this is the, without any material distinction, International Society for Krishna Consciousness. This is our aim and object, simply to satisfy Krishna. And that transcends all material boundaries. Even people are coming to Krishna for all, maybe coming for all different reasons and from all different backgrounds. But when we come to Krishna, then it is ānandam Bharatanam, Pratipadam Purnam mrtas Krishna Consciousness means to enter the ocean of transcendental bliss that is always increasing. And one who is a pure devotee of Krishna, at every step of their life, they feel great transcendental happiness from remembering Krishna. So this is the life of Krishna consciousness. How Krishna consciousness is perfect, pure, complete. Of course, we, not, we may not be perfect, pure, and complete. We're not. That's why we're in the material world. We have our imperfections and our frailties and even sometimes people take to Krishna consciousness. But Along the way, as Prabhupada writes in the Bhagavad Gita purport, there may be accidents even on the royal road. Even on the highway, even you see there's a very good highway, very well laid out. Even then, the the cars are very good, just like you see in this part of the world, the roads are very good, the cars are very good, still there are accidents. I don't know, I didn't look in the newspaper, but I'm sure there are accidents, isn't it? Must be. Plenty. Why is that? Is that the, all the drivers from India and Pakistan, no, they, it's not, they, it's they not. still...
1: Is, most of the time there is an accident, an actual accident, ah. maybe, burst of tire.
0: like that. Yeah.
1: Lost, lost the whole So thing. the
0: point is that... That's the, the, the very nature of this material world. There's got to be some problem. Or inattentiveness. Someone may not be watching when the now they have these big T V screens. No talking. Ah, that's another one thing too. Yeah, they're talking. Hello, how are you? How are you? Well I'm just on my way to hospital now. How are you? Not anymore. Not here anymore, I'm not at all. <laughs> Tehantara Change body So there are accidents, even on the royal road. So you have to be careful when practicing Krishna consciousness. You have to be very careful, do our sadhana very nicely, not make offenses to devotees. In this way we can go on in Krishna consciousness very nicely. Of course, as I say, we are coming for various reasons, we may, no one's perfect, it's understood. Why we're in this material world, we're not perfect. So we take up Krishna consciousness and sadhana, we have to take up the sadhana process, that means ceto darpa namarjanam, cleaning the heart. There are many bad things in the heart, kam, krodh, lob, moha, madha, madhsarya, they've summarized as six, lust, greed, anger, envy, illusion and madness, mother means madness, the madness of thinking I am this body. So all these things are there and when we chant Hare Krishna we have to start to clean all these things. So sometimes if, the, if there's very deep dirt maybe a very, I have to have a hard scrubbing and sometimes devotees, the bad qualities, they may be manifested in different ways. But nevertheless, it's better not to criticize devotees, because those who are trying to be Krishna conscious, it's very easy to find the fault in others. But at the same time we should understand that anyone who's trying to be Krishna conscious, that in itself is glorious. Krishna says these are Sukriti, these people are pious people. Krishna, he appreciates that. Someone is trying Krishna consciousness. We all have to try to help each other. Sankirtan Mughal means that we are Sankirtan, means Sangha. We are all together. So you have to try Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare
1: Hare, Hare Rama, Hare
0: Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hari. So nice, so easy. Do you see? you chanting very enthusiastically. Even though you've chanted so many times, still we get enthusiasm because the name of Krishna is always inspiring, always enlivening. So please chant Hare Krishna, go on with this chanting. Once you take it up, actually chanting very enthusiastically, even though you've chanted so many times, still we get enthusiasm because the name of Krishna. Is always inspiring, always enlivening. So please chant Hare Krishna. Go on with this chanting. Once you take it up, actually, you, you can't give it up. It's addictive, but it's a good addiction. By this addiction, you will get free from material life and gain the mercy of Krishna. So is everyone here? Everyone here has the their, their mala is chanting. Everyone, everyone is chanting. Anyone not chanting would like to start chanting. Anyone here is not chanting Hare Krishna regularly on beads? Maybe you're shy to say no. Who is there? You're not. Would you like to chant Hare Krishna regularly? Yeah, I I... Yeah. All right. So why don't you take one mala? Chapa mala, everyone here is doing. And you simply chant every day, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Ram, Hare Hare. And one mala means 108 beads, So you chant 108 times every day. And that is the beginning of your elevated Krishna consciousness. And then as you get to like that more and more, and you can do more than one mala a day, you can do two malas, go on and increase so please you can some of the devotees can arrange to take one mala and start chanting Hare Krishna so are there any questions I see pieces of paper circulating around there may be many questions I see what I can do to answer Our answers should be according to Guru, Sadhu and Shastra, not according to, in my opinion. What we have heard from Guru, and Guru means what he has learned from his previous Acharyas, and the basis of all are the words of Shastra. Guru, Sadhu, Shastra, Vakya, Citeite, Kariya, Aikya, Aranakari, Hamanayasha. The words of Guru and Sadhu and Shastra we should fix up in our hearts and not desire anything else.
1: Some
0: Bengali devotees also have that Can you read Bengali? Okay. I can read Bengali. But how is that going to help them? If I speak, it would help them more. Kill
1: Bengali? Adni Bengali, na?
0: Bengali, Hare Krishna. Yes. Am I am Dikita. I am not... Kee Naam?
1: Goranga.
0: Goranga. Sundara Naam, Kubi Sundara Naam. Bari Koi, Bangladesh. Kanjagai? Silet. Silet. Kanjagai, Siletai? Sri
1: Mangala.
0: Sri Mangala. Jilai na Thaunai? Thaun. Thaun. I am Kwaid Bah Galaam? Sri Mangala. I am correct the program, correctly. So, questions? I think the says,
1: So, when he says, So, is he referring to this four type of uh, Sukriti and four type of Dushkriti?
0: Yes, sadhu basically means, as Prabhupada explains in the purport, devotee. And asadhu means non-devotee. There's also, and generally we classify in these two categories, but there's also uh, a class in between that's, that's described in the 11th canto of Bhagavatam, in the description of the behavior of the Madhya devotee. It says that uh, A middle level devotee or a preacher devotee sees the Supreme Lord and develops His love for Him. He sees the devotees and develops friendship with them. He sees innocent people and preaches to them or has mercy upon them. and. He sees the envious people and he neglects them. So among the non-devotees there are grossly envious people and there are others who are non-devotees or duskuti by bad association who by good association association can be reformed. Prabhupada said that most of the people in the world, they're not so bad but because of bad leadership or being misguided they are bad. So most people are not too bad, but because of bad association, they're acting wrongly. But others who are out and out against Christian consciousness, they are very bad. That's why preaching is required. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted we should preach Christian consciousness. In preaching, mostly those who are in this in-between position, who are not They're they're acting badly and thinking badly, but they can be reformed. Mostly these kind of people are to be preached to, just like many of us uh, previously may have had many non-devotional or even what could be called demoniac habits. But by Chaitanya Mahabhu's mercy now reformed. Hmm. Let me take some other questions. Lots of questions about Lord Shiva. How is it two people are asking the same question about Lord Shiva? This question came up recently. Ah.
1: He said he is
0: unable to answer that question. So, yeah, yeah Shiva Tattva, It's it's quite complex. says the original form of Lord Shiva is, is called Sadashiva who is actually a Vishnu form in the spiritual world. Now, generally we understand that there is Vishnu Tattva, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and Jiva Tattva which are the forms of the Jivas, the living beings. But in between there is Shiva Tattva who is neither is neither the Supreme Lord directly nor is He an ordinary Jiva. He's in an in-between position. He's like the Supreme Lord, but he has some function, he's function in the material world. Lord Vishnu is always remote from or aloof from the material contamination, but Lord Shiva, he is a form almost of the Supreme Lord, but he has some material touch, so he's in an in-between position. That example is given of his Like the Supreme Lord, but a little bit changed, that vikara is there, uh, the yogurt is nothing but milk, but it's a transformation, it's not exactly the same as milk. So Lord Shiva is very similar to the Supreme Lord, but at the same time, he cannot perform the same, he has a different function to perform, specifically he has a function within the material world. So... Uh, he is also—he has he's very powerful. He's called Mahadev, very powerful personality. But um, he also considers himself—he is a devotee of the Supreme. He's not the Supreme Lord directly. He's a devotee of the Supreme Lord. Now, he also expands himself into many forms. This is where the confusion may come. The original form of Lord Shiva is never destroyed but he expands himself into many, many Rudra forms who, his the, the Rudra aspect of Lord Shiva or the anger aspect is manifested as many forms of Rudra who are not, they are material forms they are not, in their, they are destructible forms so those forms, they will not exist after an annihilation but the original form of Lord Shiva will continue to exist that's where the confusion may come there are different forms of Lord Shiva.
1: Maharaj, see we were hearing one bhajan, Brahma bole chatur mukhe, Shiva bole panch hmm. So that's a confusion, like Brahmaji, we have seen four heads. Hmm. But how the Shiva has got five heads?
0: Well, a... there's there like I said, there are different forms. The uh, past is related to the panchmukha Shiva? I don't know. But that's, that bhajan is there and there, there may be some deity like that. That, uh, well, in his plan- you see, even Panchamukhi, Lord Shiva, he may manifest five heads at some point in time, less heads at another point in time, for different reasons he may have. Just like Lord Vishnu, sometimes shows four hands, sometimes eight hands, like this. If you get into all these things, studying all the forms of different demigods, and so many things, all the different pranas, it's great. There's so many things. Generally, we concentrate on worshiping Krishna, because how much can you know and understand, anyway? Basically, what do we need to understand? Lord Shiva is a great devotee. He's a great demigod. We offer him all respects. But we don't really need to know everything about him. We should learn more about Krishna. There's not that much benefit to... Just like you'll find there are so many stories of Lord Shiva and how Ganesh and Kartikeya were born and then how they got married and everything but it's not the marriage of Lord Shiva and so many things but it's not really very important for devotees of Krishna you can hear but maybe we want to hear about Krishna because these stories they they don't directly relate to Lord Krishna that's why even the Mahabharata that's... that's, uh sri shudra drijabandhu nam That was composed That's not considered that's, Even the Mahabharata is not considered A very advanced literature Because it doesn't directly deal with the pastimes of Krishna Eleven forms of Shiva Their names are given in Bhagavatam Eleven forms of Rudra Are given So many different names are given Again it's if you want you can get into knowing all those things but it's it's, it's like learning technical knowledge, it's, it's like you may learn technical knowledge of computer science or something, of course learning about Shiva is better than, it's better than that but it doesn't in itself bring us to the transcendental platform. Shall we take written questions? I mean why do we have written questions if, if everyone just comes in? Our Lord Shiva, Lord, what is this? Lord Bhava, Lord Brahma, Shiva, Hari, are the controllers of the modes of material nature. Are they bound by it? Vishnu is not bound. Brahma, basically they're Brahma, Shiva, Lord Vishnu, they're called Guna avatars, they're highly advanced living beings. They may be bound to some extent, Lord Brahma especially may be bound. Lord Shiva also, by the will of Lord Vishnu, sometimes may, may be in some slight illusion. But basically, Brahma, Shiva, they're, they're great devotees of Krishna. So even if there is some, from Shastra we can see there may be some slight tinge of material affection, but we don't, because they're great personalities, we don't dwell on that. But we see their great devotion. That we see or do or experience in this world or life is temporary. At the same time we must be responsible for our karma and keep on working to discharge our duties. What is the significant need for our efforts of work if everything is temporary and insignificant? Actually there's nothing in this world of any importance ultimately. So, actually, yes, you can just give up everything, surrender to Krishna. But are you ready to do it? If you're ready, then you can immediately give up everything and fully surrender to Krishna. But are you ready to do it? Very few people, philosophically, we may understand. Everything in this world is temporary and meaningless. But practically, we have material attachments. Therefore, Krishna recommends that instead of artificially trying to give up material attachments, which we're not ready to do that instead, we continue to work in this world but cultivate detachment and attachment to Krishna while at the same time cultivating the philosophical understanding It is said that Madurga is the Paramatha. Please explain in context to Krishna as he says in Sri Bhagavat Gita. Well, in Gita, we don't find Parameshwari Paramata discussed directly, although Krishna does refer to the material energy. He says that this Mahamaya is very powerful and difficult to overcome. As far as being the Supreme Mother, well that's her relationship with Lord Shiva. It said that from the, from the uh, all living beings, tasan, brahma, all living beings are impregnated in this world through the copulation of Lord Shiva and Durga. So in that sense, all living beings in this world are produced from Shiva and Durga. But then again in Gita, we see Krishna says, Pita-ham mata data pita Ultimately, the Supreme Father, Mother, Grandfather, everything is Krishna. So, although Durga may be considered the Supreme Mother, that's from the materialistic point of view, from the spiritual point of view, it's understood that Krishna is the supreme everything. Is it all? Kacha. Is it?
1: Maharaj, if it is convenient to you, can we have more questions?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Maharaj, mm-hmm. there
1: is one incident in Bhagavad Gita a sage is put by the soldiers, and that question is, uh, Yeah, exactly that's
0: is, described uh, in the purports. Then he uh, the you know, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: so then exactly Mahavata, you across, uh, to meeting So what exactly is happening? Is he cursed, he born
0: How do you get Then they, there's the Yaksha, Prashna and everything. Yeah. Well, during that time, um, Was that Aryama was presiding as Yamaraj. Or it may be also that uh, exactly, it's not described in Bhagavatam, we can only, on the basis of what we've read, we can speculate that uh, great personalities, they can also take up more than one role at a time. So, Krishna gives them that facility. So, he may have, it may have been the same Yamaraj who just like at the time of Yaksha Prashna, was doing that. Just like uh, we read that Narad Muni, he expands into many forms glorifying Krishna in different universes. So, Krishna gives facilities to great devotees when Krishna, to, to expand into many forms for his service. Just like when Krishna married 1,000, sorry, 16,100 queens simultaneously, so they all had to be married at the same auspicious muhurta. So they didn't. Krishna expanded himself into 16,100 forms, but Devaki, Vasudeva, Ugrasain, they all had to be present at each individual marriage. So they were. They also expanded. So Krishna gives that facility to his devotees to expand into different forms.
1: Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Petaha Masajit to Matadhata Petaha, that I am the father and mother of everyone. But in the five rasas, none of the rasas we worship Krishna as our father and mother.
0: In, in the five rasas, we don't. we Well, the servitude rasa, that uh, Krishna's sons, they're in the Dasya rasa. Krishna's sons and daughters, then that's not Vatsali rasa, that's Dasya rasa. Okay. In
1: Dasa we worship Krishna and you know, some, in, in
0: some phases of dasiras,
1: in Maharaj Ištila Prabhupada said we should try to serve Krishna as much as possible in his devotees. And if hmm. we do, that we can reach to whole of Vrindavan. That's our highest goal. Mm-hmm. But in Dhamsayita, the purport is mentioned that uh, people who are in das Rasa, they go up to the Vakunta planets.
0: And, well, that's Aishvarya Yukta Dasiras. There's also Dasya-ras in Galoprindavan. Das, by counter-planets, Dasya can only take you as far as that. Sorry, sorry. there's nothing beyond Dasya-ras there, or maybe some tinge of Sakiras. But dasya is also the Krishna also has his servants in Vrindavan. Is Vishnu or Krishna the same Supreme Personality of Godhead? Please explain in context to each other. Yes, Vishnu is Krishna. Krishna is Vishnu. The same person expanded in different forms for different functions. Just like, to give an example, even in the material world, a person may, in different circumstances, have different dress, different moods, even different names. Just like in the office, you may be dressed in a suit, and tight and you're, you're called your secretary may address you Mr. So-and-so very formal, respectful and you're dealing with whatever business you're dealing with so a very formal, respectful mode and when you come home you may change into a lungi or shorts or something and then your children crawl all over you and your wife is calling out from the kitchen, something, very informal. And in the office you may be called Mr. So-and-so, but the wife doesn't call you that. Then you may go to some social club or something like that, party, different dress, and people may call you by some nickname, and your mood is different again, your friends are different again. So the same person May in different circumstances have different moods, different dress, even people call him by different names. He associates with different people and there's a different kind of pleasure in each circumstance. So the Supreme Lord, he takes different forms, Ram, Nrsimha, Varaha, Kurma. And in each form, he has different, looks different, in, in many ways seems to be like a different person, but he's the same person But he's enjoying different moods with different devotees. So, according to Shastra, Krishna is the original form of God in which he's enjoying to the highest extent. And Vishnu is an expansion of Lord Krishna, who is worshipped in opulence. This we understand from, especially from Bhagavad Gita, in which Krishna says, Āhāṁ Sarvasya pāvahā mata sāvāṁ pravātate Everything comes from me, Krishna says. Mata palataraṁ nānyat kīncī rāstī danāṁ Nothing is equal to me, Krishna says. From Bhagavatam also, Krishna's two, Bhagavan swayam. Krishna is the original form of the personal, of Godhead. From Brahma-sangita, Govindaṁ ādi purusham. Govinda is the original form of God. Rama murti shukala <inaudible> Na, na kintu. Krishna swayam This word is there, swayam Krishna is the... Uh, there are many pastime forms of God, beginning with Rama But the original form is Krishna This is understood from Shastra This has to be understood from Shastra We can't understand simply by our opinion Or by research work, but it has to be understood We are at all to understand God must be from Shastra. What is the significance of chanting at least 16 rounds? Why this number? Yeah. We should chant a certain number of rounds. We should chant, sadhana means practice. Sadhana means that we don't have the taste for that a pure devotee has it. A pure devotee of Krishna has a taste for hearing and chanting about Krishna does that automatically. Aspiring devotees are called sadhakas, that means they're trying to develop that taste. So for them some fixed routine is required because if, if we simply leave it to, well as you feel like it, then one day you may not feel like chanting at all, one day you may chant more, the tendency is to be loose. The tendency is to go down. You can be easily overwhelmed by maya. But if you have a fixed number that I must chant every day, then even if you feel completely in maya, then if you start to chant, then that will elevate you and purify you. But if we just leave it to our wish, then we'll just remain in maya. So the fixed number should be there should be some fixed number. Now, why do we say at least 16? Actually, the more the better. Traditionally, devotees would chant 64 rounds, which, if you count, it comes to about one lakh of names. So, 16 is a multiple of 64. So, Prabhupada has given this as the minimum for us. It's come from the 64. It could be 22, or 23, or 17, or whatever. But because 64 was the traditional number fixed. In other words, it's not just the numerical The point is, there should be some sādhāna. There should be some fixed rule. Yeah, Niyam is the word. Uh, as many as possible. So, out of convenience or whatever it's come to that. But because Prabhupāda being an empowered Or the empowered representative of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who spread Krishna consciousness all over the world has given that to us and we should follow that. And then by his mercy and his grace, that will help us to go back to Godhead. He's asking whose expansions are Lakshmi Priya, Vishnu Priya, and Haridas. Why only these three? There are so many devotees. There's a whole book called Gaurga which explains who these personalities are. So, the, the uh, Lakshmi Priya and Vishnu Priya, they're both expansions of Lakshmi. Vishnu is Bhū-Shakti, Thakur is Brahma. Any other questions?
1: Shri Mataji says that for the purpose of preaching an Uttama Adhikari has to come down to the level of Madhyam Adhikari. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Can you understand with an example?
0: For the purpose of preaching an Uttama Adhikari has to come down to the level of a Madhyam Adhikari. Because a Madhyam Adhikari makes distinctions. That this person is a devotee, this person is not. If you don't make distinctions, you can't preach. As a pure devotee, uh, so Uttamadhikari, Madhya Madhikari is also pure devotee. But uh, Uttamadhikari, he sees uh, that Mahabhagavat, he sees, Sarabhutteśu Bhagavan bhagavat bhaven ātmanā, that uh, he sees that all living beings, they're all devotees of Krishna. And who are you going to preach to? He sees everyone's a devotee except me, then who are you going to preach to? So coming to the level of Madhya Madikai means he makes distinctions that's required for preaching.